Oh, it starts with a shot of feet. Hell Let's yeah. Let's go back. A Dan Schneider exclusive. Fucking love it. Sick fuck. Love you, Dan. Wait, what is that? That was in the Amanda Show oh beginning credits. Love you, Dan. That was him. Yeah, it was Dan Schneider. She goes, love you, Dan, when she was a cartoon. I can't believe I didn't know that. Mean, yep. mean, 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 Never mean, occurred to mean, me. Mean, oh, look at all those feet. 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 Hell yeah, feet. All right, are we going? Yeah, I guess so. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto, and I do the host stuff. My name is James Letiriot, and I wonder where the soda went. Uh, my name is Brennan, and I am going to spit in your mouth once you're vaccinated. My name is Ryan Metz, and I'm only here so that I don't lose my friends. Oh, you can't lose us. Don't worry. All right. Well, then consider this my two weeks notice because oh, I shit. fucking no, quit. I said that. Okay. No, 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 no. Never mind. Let me backtrack. We need, we need you, Ryan. We love you, and you can't leave. If you leave, you're not my friend anymore. My name is Ryan Metz, and I need help. I'm here to help you. We're here to help all our lovely listeners because they need their decom fix. They need to hear us talk about decoms. They're not going to make it through the week without us. It's spring break, I think. Listen to us talk about decoms. This decom is called Lemonade Mouth. Yeah. Oh, wow. you, you don't have to sigh. It's the worst it's named thing. one. Uh, yes, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, it's about a band. I think this is roughly the point where Disney Channel said, hey, everything's going to be a musical. Just absolutely. If it's not a musical, we can't market it. Yeah. Every I mean, star. This, hmm. this came out in 2011, so it's certainly riding the high of the high school musical success. The third one was what, like 2008, 2009? We had Camp Rock. Yeah. This is, this is DCOM musical era. I'm not going to say it's a worse era, but nothing has really stood out to me quite like um, Now You See It and Pixel Perfect. Oh, well. To each his own, I suppose. But before we get into this movie, we are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Uh Uh-huh. Ryan, this is usually when you ask why. No, I know why. Oh. Oh, can, can, Can you tell me? Uh, it's because James is our mixologist and he makes a great drink every episode and this episode is no exception that's true it is no exception I'm drinking it now I'm drinking it with James for the first time in however long we actually have two of the tipsy panel together in a room because I got my Bill Gates 5G coronavirus chip whoop the new Microsoft Surface I Let's ask Brandon about it. What do you think? Oh, guys, it's the greatest product ever made. It's the pinnacle of technology. Nothing comes close. I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but, oh, man, if you don't go out and spend $800 on it, you're missing out. So the drink that I made... we get 
<laughs> called the for a reason. This drink, guys, what is the the opposite or the cure for lemonade mouth? It's bourbon brain. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely. So, but it has lemonade in it. You need a little hair of the lemon. So um, it's four ounces of lemonade, two ounces of bourbon, uh, a bunch of ice, um, and then really go crazy with the fresh herbs. Uh, we have uh, mint and rosemary in this one. You could do basil. You could do any of that. It's just a real quick mix and sip. Uh, bay leaf, you love it. James? Yeah, bay, bay leaf. Bay leaf's underrated. It's Majorum? a subtle flavor, but I love it. Majorum? Majorum, oregano, chervil, savory, <laughs> oregano, go for it. No cardamom. Sounds good. No, no, little, I, uh, that's where I draw the line. A little cumin? A little cumin cumin's, cumin's a spice, not an herb. Little, uh, Cilantro, little yes. Blend? You Parsley. could do fiends herb, chive, dill scallion, weed. dillweed, yeah, go for it. Rams. Make it your own. Express yourself. You're one of five unique people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop an apple in my drink. Mm-hmm. Apples are herbs now. Cool. Hey, listeners, you want to make this drink? You're in luck. You can, because we're going to post this on our Instagram, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can make this tasty drink. You could drink this tasty drink, and then you can tell us all about your tasty drink and how much you enjoyed it. Please do. And also, if you want to make any of the other tasty drinks that we've made before, we have an incredible disney channel tipsy panel recipe book it's full of recipes from our past episodes a lot of really good drinks go ahead and make one you can make all of them anybody who makes all of them you'll get something special i don't know what should we give them guys you can come be on the show i'm not gonna fly you out to new york but uh you can you can come all right uh should we talk i will give you if if you come here i will give you um, I'll give you something to to dull the pain. That's what I'll give you. Probably a screwdriver. Okay. What, what do you mean, like a like a drink screwdriver? No, no, I like a Phillips head. Oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. I'll give cool. you a lighter to sterilize it first, though. That's good. Yeah, we do. We are in a panini. All right. So this movie, we all knew it was about a band, but we didn't know anything else, which is a perfect setting for a tipsy treatment. Hey, Bernie, what's tipsy treatments? Uh, tipsy treatment is when everyone at the Disney Channel tipsy panel takes a look at the poster and they guess what the movie's about. Yeah. And hey, I did fucking great this time. I'm really happy with how I did. Brandon's so good because he loves these movies so much. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deny it, but that is that is pretty high praise. So here's all I knew. I knew that it was about a band. I knew Haley Kiyoko was in it. My immediate assumption was that they were going to get together from some sort of breakfast club style thing. Like they were all in different groups and they went to detention. And you know what? It's exactly what happened. Dude, you got to be cheating, man. You got to be like fucking a psychic or cheating. No, I'm just, I'm just the same level of qualification as the people they get to write these movies that being just somebody who who has observed teenagers before and understands what makes a somewhat compelling story what do they hate detention yeah teenagers hate detention let's write a song about it 
And then I also assumed that they would, you know, bond and make a band. I thought they would just hang out in a garage, but they hang out in a basement, which is pretty similar. Um, I assumed that they would get discovered by some talent agent. They get discovered by a teacher. Um, And I did know that the... The, uh, their competition, their rivals, was just the popular kids. So, hmm, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I'd like to say you got to be a real loser to cheat on Tipsy Treatment, a game we made up for this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you accusing me of something, Brandon? I'm just putting it out there in case anyone thinks about it. Okay. Uh, no, no going on Wikipedia beforehand. I thought, you know, I also thought they were a group of social outcasts, uh, but I thought, you know, maybe their unique backgrounds would make them a stronger unity and they would win some sort of battle of the bands type competition. Turns out the stakes are much higher and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I also thought that maybe there was like going to be a younger sibling who was some sort of prodigy with the smoke screen or the lighting show, but Mm. none to be found. I think that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And those genius twins would have been a perfect opportunity. Uh, what's her name? The guitarist. God, I forget all their names. She's Haley Kiyoko. That's all you need to know. Her two genius little identical monster brothers would have been perfect for that. Agreed. Yeah, they could be like those Kim Possible brothers with their own language. Mm. Boo boo Boosha. I thought I was way off. I thought it was going to be like that. I said that thing you do where they were already like social outcasts in a band there. They got one song that was big and they had to like go around performing it all over the place. So you kind of just hear that one song like that thing you do. I literally I just wanted to watch that thing you do. And uh, I, I thought that they would just go to malls. The guitar kid would be a prima donna. And then at the end, like they would have like people want to hear our big song and they refuse to play. They're like, we got another one. And then it's like some bullshit that like is supposed to be better, but it's clearly not better than the earworm song they got. I, I give myself like the lowest score I've gotten on a treatment so far. One out of 10. None All of right. that came there. You know what? I take back. Sometimes you need to cheat on the tipsy treatment. You don't <laughs> want to end up like James. Just a little bit though. Stupid, stupid. Well, I did the most pure thing you could possibly do, and I abstained from playing the game, and I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Ryan, did you watch this movie? Um, define watch. Uh, with your eyes, and I guess also your ears? So I watched much of it with my ears. Okay, okay. Uh, so I listened to a good portion of it. Well, I mean, it is a musical movie, so I guess that is what you need. I mean, look, I know that I'm generally the harshest critic and the highest ranking cynic of the group here, but <laughs> you got to give this one to me. Like, there wasn't much to watch okay, or okay, listen to. So, and in some ways, like, I'm so happy you did that. Like, you'll have the purest take on this movie, so I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I'm <laughs> looking forward to disappointing you all. <laughs> I, I mean... I got to say that from the very beginning, I was worried about how they would tell the story of this movie because when they introduced the five characters, we literally get five scenes of exposition of like them with their parents in a car. And I was worried that the whole movie was just going to be, okay, here's, here's Olivia's exposition. Here's Charlie's exposition. Here's Wen's exposition. And just carry it through that way. They did a better job of weaving it together, but I, I was scared. 
Well, they also started the movie at one point, and then they're like, ah, but we got to go back, and we got to go back to where it all began, in detention. And then we're in detention for like 30 seconds, and then the narrator's like, no, 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 we got to go back. We got to go back to that morning. I was like, maybe we'll just keep going back. Now, hold on. We have to go back to when the two parents were born. This is this is a real uh cr- a real anthology. Right. Back we gotta to the walk pilgrims. our way through it. I'm reading a book right now, uh, where it's like five hundred fifty pages long and it's supposed to be this one person's life story, but the first four hundred pages are her entire ancestry. Like I feel like I haven't read any of the book yet. It's called Middlesex. It's a great book. I've read that book, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Wait till you get to page 401. It was actually all a dream. Oh, shit. I just threw it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. They they get to all their backstories, and I was honestly on board. It got to, like, I was like, okay, this is kind of, it's kind of an interesting way to do it. And then they're in detention, and they improvise. They all come together and do a spontaneous song. And I went, I out loud went, fuck no. And I looked at the time. There was an hour and 20 minutes left. <laughs> this one's an hour and 40. We should also flag. That's one of our longest ever. That's yeah, true. it's a crime. That is true. It's triple digit movie. Oh, now- but yeah, that was that almost almost took. I literally felt like I got the wind knocked out of me when that happened. Listen, have- guys, listen, guys, there are ways to adapt to that. Oh, going into like sort of a fugue state. No, it's uh, you can watch it faster. You just need to find <laughs> it illegally. Right. I mean, excuse me. I watch my movies within the extent of the <clears throat> law. Thank you, you very much. You, well, hi, Bob Iger. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. <laughs> I wouldn't download a car. This look, all I'm saying is that this movie is shorter if you speed it up. Okay, can't argue with that. I want to comment on what James said about the 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 stomp song where I forget what it was called. It's some stupid thing like let the music happen yeah. or some shit. Music will happen to you. <laughs> um okay, so I understand if you have five musicians that they could all kind of just come up with something. But give me just like one musical term anything like tell me a chord progression tell me a key just say the phrase it's gonna resolve do fucking anything and then staccato eventually they actually do say a musical phrase it's Haley kiyoko when they're having a real band practice and she says okay it goes from b to b flat to b to f sharp that pissed me off because there's not a single key that's going to have both a flat and a sharp. And she said, yeah, B to B flat is a, is a half step. That's going to sound weird. I'll accept a half step. If you're doing a one to a five to a one, you know, that's okay. It will resolve. But then going, but it's, 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 it's not going to be called an F sharp. It's going to be called a G flat. Or you're going to have a B flat and a C flat. But you're not going to have both of those in the same thing. She you doesn't, know what? She, Makes me mad. She questions authority, you know. Well, she questions authority. <laughs> I would love to see the, the, the Simpsons joke on her shirt. Just the, <laughs> the question mark question. Authority. <laughs> Speaking of, the authority in this movie 
Shooter McGavin. Yeah. He's kind of a big get for this movie. Like, why is Christopher McDonald in this movie? I feel like he must have some serious gambling debts if he's going to be doing lemonade mouth. He seems a little coked out, so he probably also has a pretty high cocaine budget. I think they probably told him that you need a lot of cocaine for this movie. We're gonna we're gonna give you we're gonna give you an eight ball a day, and you're gonna just ride around on the Segway and say whatever you want. It's fine. Just have fun with it. That sounds pretty sick. Yeah. Where do I sign up? He, I feel like, is, has always been that age. He was in Grease 2 is the first thing I've ever seen that he was in. Grease 2 oh sucks so bad. What is that, like 81, 82? Yeah, early 80s. And then he has been middle-aged for 40 years. <laughs> He's immortal. I think he is immortal. Uh, the first time I remember seeing him, other so there was Happy Gilmore, and then there was Requiem for a Dream, and oh, those yeah. are only a few years apart. And I feel like in both of those, he's you know he's he looks the same as he does here. Yeah, I assume that that means in this movie, they're just like dolling him up. He's probably spending like two and a half hours in makeup in the morning, and uh, whatever work's been done on him, he looks. The same. And whenever they put him in the ground, he's going to look the same. I've just thought of this about him. He kind of looks like a boogie board. Not a boogie boarder, <laughs> a boogie board. He is like a square, like a, grave, like a gravestone-shaped man <laughs> who is like a thumb. He's just all, he's just a 30-degree angle all the way around. <laughs> Made of slightly corroded styrofoam. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of looks like the peanut M&M in real life. Mm. You could like break off his nose if you just pluck it. <laughs> oh boy. Do we need to talk about like the plot of the movie? I think um, we should talk about the plot. I think we should talk about how they got their awful name and I think we should talk about the music in that order. Sure. Okay, so the plot of the movie. Uh there are High school bands, they're on the rise. They're a bunch of misfits who are fighting for a cause. Now, when I say fighting for a cause, what do you think? I don't know. Animal rights? Equal rights for, you know, people, humanitarian issues? No, and I know that this is cheating because I've technically seen the movie already, but those are too advanced for a group of ragtag uh pseudo musicians who met in detention in high school no and especially because the one girl whose name i don't remember has the question authority t-shirt no what they're fighting against is the authority of the high school administration that's yes. what they're fighting against specifically their right to drink lemonade yeah that's it. right their right to drink lemonade they just want she their finds- lemonade machine Haley Kiyoko's character was pretty infuriating. I think she's supposed to be like a punk alternative, you know, against the grain kind of inspiration to the target market for this movie. But she, goddamn, if she's not the most annoying person I've ever seen on screen, like I would have to immediately unfollow her on Instagram if we were like old high school acquaintances. Oh, sure. Absolutely. She's like if your idea of rebellion comes from a Target catalog. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's so accurate. Yeah, everything is a cause. Anything you disagree with is a cause. She yeah. is a sixth grader wearing a Sex Pistols shirt. Like, doesn't get, or like a class shirt. It's just like, you're exactly right, Ryan. It's like you picked it up at Target. Yeah, every character has an arc, and her arc is, I want to start a revolution. And it's a revolution about nothing at all. It's a revolution about how she doesn't like sports. I didn't like yeah. sports either. I didn't start a revolution about it. And some when of she these characters to... are going through some like real problems. Uh, the lead singer's dad is in prison and her mom has passed. Yeah. Should... Oh. Maybe that was the cause they needed a rally against. Oh, rally yeah. For prison rights. Prison abolition. Yep. <laughs> just get rid of him. We don't know what he did to get in there. He what do you think? Just... What do you think he, he, he did? A... I think he had a gram of of pot on him yeah i was gonna say it was probably drug related i thought he was like a like a hedge fund pyramid scheme bernie madoff type yeah 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 wait guys Mm -hmm. what happened to the mom why is the dad in jail and the mom is gone (gasps) okay well then how do you think he did it but she says he's Um, getting out He's, Eventually, does this movie take place in Norway or Denmark? Hey. <laughs> Where the Madison is twenty-one years. Well, I had, I had, a, I had a, an uncle who used to always, you know, boomer humor joke was, "I've been married to my wife for thirty-five years. If I murdered her the day of my wedding, I'd be out for twenty years already." You never know. Yeah, that's definitely inaccurate. <laughs> Probably. You can't spell manslaughter without man's laughter. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Uh, yeah, every, everyone has a much more valid arc than Stella. You are you are correct. Um, yeah, and she's know. kind of the main character in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, Olivia just you know wants to you know be heard. Um, the drummer wants to have an identity outside of his brother. And um, soccer. Uh, Mo, the bassist, wants to have an identity outside of her boyfriend and, and her dad. And and her dad, yep. And and Wendell just wants his dad to not be dating a woman closer to his age. Oh, she's God. she's twenty eight. Like, yeah, she's twenty eight. And Wendell's probably what, like fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a twenty eight year old woman and that guy didn't do it for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> he must be uh very rich. He, right. They, they have, have horses. They have multiple horses. They all ways. have super nice houses. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, what's his name? We know this takes place in a flyover state where you can get a house for like forty bucks. No, that's true. It was filmed, I believe, in <laughs> Albuquerque, and we, you know, we are we are coastal elites. We suffer from coastal elite poisoning, where only nice things are, you know, one thousand square feet and cost a million dollars. Yeah, I do love the privilege of paying more. That's I just yeah feels nice. That's why I, I tip my landlord twenty percent every month <laughs> you can't afford a, a $1,500 a month mortgage why because you pay $2,000 a month in rent you're not approved we don't think you can pay $1,500 a month Ugh. yeah I hate it I hate it here why do I like it here um, you because can you can walk to your local bodega Kmart because yeah. it's so close by. You know why I like it here? Because we have Food Bazaar, the best supermarket I have ever been to. They have That's a true. whole aisle for Iberian food. You're not going to mm-hmm. find that in fucking Albuquerque. They go niche. 
it really is a good store, but um, you know, none of the characters in Lemonade Mouth will ever know about it. They'll never know about the lemonade aisle at Food Bazaar. That's true. They could have so much lemonade mouth. We yeah. didn't we didn't even say why they're called lemonade mouth. They're well, okay, why why are they called lemonade mouth? They I honestly didn't really get it. Oh, you didn't catch it? They drink lemonade and they just have like a it was it a taster like they spit it. Oh, I thought that's what it was. There is a moment um if you remember in the cafeteria when cool guy, I'm going to assume his name is Logan. I don't remember his name. Where cool it's guy Logan, Logan is like all up in their faces, telling them like, "Hey, you can't play at the Halloween bash because that's our thing. We're a Twenty One Pilots ripoff. We know what's good." And then Haley Kyoko spits lemonade at him, and he calls her Lemonade Mouth. That's it. It's, yeah. a, it's derogatory a derogatory term that they're reclaiming. Yeah, taking it back. <laughs> taking okay, it back. okay. Everyone, just spit. Just one band name that's better than Lemonade Mouth. When? Yeah, when? Oh yeah, that was his better name. Oh, and what was the sign? Um, they walked in with a sign uh, where somebody was threatening them. It was like, back off the bash. Yeah, back off the bash. Yeah, that was a good... Mm-hmm. That's like beat up the brat. That's like a Ramones song. Yeah. Fago Dunaway. Dad. That's my band name. What is it? Fago Dunaway. Ah. Uh, Ch- Ch- portmanteau. Chum Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Meadow World Health Organization. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. The 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 entire honestly, I shouldn't have put as much stock into the fact that it's called Lemonade Mouth, but that really just I kept going back to it the whole time going, but it's called Lemonade Mouth. Yeah, it's the shittiest name ever. Yeah. They didn't well, even try. Is it a worse name than um, what is it? Mudslide fever. What's the other? Mudslide crush. crush. Mudslide Mud crush, was, aka that was the drink you get awful. two for one at Applebee's. Yeah, it, they are. Oh my god, they really phoned it in in that sense. And again, I know I'm I'm the band's uh, number one cynic here, but they really, really phoned both of those things in. Yeah, Mud, for for the listeners, mudside crush is what happens when toxic masculinity meets the pussycat dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mudside crush is what happens when you go on the keto diet and uh, your your uh, gut microbiome is compromised. <laughs> okay. Mudside crush is what I do every morning after my coffee. <laughs> Mudslide crush is what happens when your nootropics are actually just amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> this is all painful. I like it. Hey, can I read you guys something? So if you look at the IMDB page for Adam Hicks, who plays uh, when the keyboard player, you know, most IMDB pages list like, oh, they're known for this and this and this. His mini bio is one paragraph, and this is it. On July 8th, 2017, Hicks was arrested for discharge of a firearm with gross negligence. He was arrested on September 11th, 2017 for battery. Wow. Wow. Oh, my God. When? You've got such a... He's got such an innocent-looking face. I know, right? Seems like the least likely to... Serious lisp. That's true. That's true. 
he was distracting me the whole movie because I kept thinking it was the meek guy from the breakfast club. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, looks Anthony exactly like him. Yeah. They do look similar. Actually. Um, on that note, I, this might not mean anything to anybody. There were three guys in this movie that all looked exactly like my friend's ex-boyfriend, who I always hated. Of course that means nothing to us. <laughs> his name was Rempy. Does that mean anything to you? Okay, that means a lot. I that don't was know. his actual name. Did not know that was a possibility for a name. All three of them looked exactly like this guy. I texted the other people who knew this, and they all corroborated. Steven? who was on uh, our Horse Sense episode, Alex Luber, who was on our Descendants episode, they can confirm. All of them looked like Rempy. It's very weird to have three people all look like this one guy. How would you like your name to be a combination of Ren and Stimpy? I was just thinking that. Oh, my God. Yeah, never even thought of it that way. Sten and Rempy. It should be cool, but it's not. You guys, fluke or destiny? We need to talk. Okay. That's, or destiny. That's the, the, the text th- message that gets the band back together. 57 so thing flukes that, later, and here we are. <laughs> the thing that pissed me off about that is that Charlie... So this is in the smartphone era, and the zoom-ins they do to everybody's smartphone... Not even smartphone, it is in the cell phone era. The zoom-ins they do are ridiculous. One, number one, someone has a sticker on their end button that says power off. So it seems like they might have borrowed that cell phone from like an elderly grip on state on set. <laughs> and two, when uh, Charlie gets the text, he has like a touchscreen, like a like an early iPhone, and he zooms in on it. He zooms in <laughs> on the text. It's clearly a picture of a text, which is green, and he gets in as to as if to say, "I need a better look at this." Can't do that. Can't you can't. Do that. Also, the what wasn't the bubble color like orange? It was like it was off. It was yeah. It was like um, what's the color name? Vermilion. Vermilion. Good. You guys are splitting hairs here because there's so many more egregious things about this movie. Like what, like, Ryan? Um. Well, all right. So we're skipping ahead here, but um, the band. Well, first of all, Lemonade Mouth. That's egregious, right? But. The, Pretty the band, they get a residency at a pizza place on Thursday nights, and yeah. their parents don't find out about it until, you know, presumably that big food fight later on. But Cup fight. We'll get back to it. Oh, God. I blocked that out of my memory. It was a red cup fight. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, so there Ryan. you go. That's, that's egregious. Whoever directed that scene has never directed anything before. <laughs> It was truly the worst thing I'd ever seen. Now, I've, I've worked on sets before, and you have a, an assistant director who's telling the background people, like, okay, you're going to move here. You're going to make, you know, just, like, make the background look a little natural. Nothing looked normal at all. Everything looked absolutely pathetic. Every shot was disconnected from every other shot. There was no sense of cohesion among the entire scene. And then all of a sudden, just a hundred red cups flew around everywhere. It was pathetic. Very, very angry at that. I'd even call it shallow and pedantic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. That thing. There was another scene where they're at the Halloween dance where even the extras looked over it. 
there was extras in like they were all dressed as babies. There was like fourteen <laughs> boys dressed as large babies with like it's kind of one of those costumes that kind of like blow up and had like a has like a hula hoop around your waist just to make you like a big like big New Year's baby. And they are it, like they didn't even try to look excited to be at this party. They just kind of like gave like two like rocks forward and then looked at the camera as it moved past them. They looked into the lens of the camera. I swear to God, two of them looked directly down the pipe of the lens and just watched it go by. It was, they had, and they, you, they didn't even try to fix it or didn't even notice it. They were like, just just edit it, whatever. Why would they care? Yeah. Guys, can I make a confession? It's not even a confession. You probably assume this. I like Determinate. I enjoyed oh. it. It's a good song. I mean, you it's not what? a good song, but I enjoyed it. I I give the songs in this movie a a, a C plus. That's fair. I I, pro- I I'm probably on the low end of the Bs. Um, I think Determinate is good. I think the rest of them are fine. I am grading on a pass fail scale here, and I give them a fail. Wow. <laughs> I you know I really wasn't expecting that one, my boy. Well, here's why. I will back that up with something. It's because they didn't stick to, you know, a genre, basically. I mean, they tried to do this genre-bending, like, rap, uh, you know, hip-hop, like, dancey rock thing. Um, And I think I I really would have given them a lot more credit if they had just stuck to something. And I get it. They need um, hits. Really, they just need hits, and they try. I have, but I miss them. I really only have two specific notes on the music. First one, it's not even about one of the like original songs in the introduction scenes when I think it's when Stella's in the car, when Haley Kiyoko is in the car, and we're introduced to her. The background music, same key, same chord progression as the DCTP outro music. Go back, listen to it. It's exactly the same. Even the effects on the guitar are the same. It's very shout interesting. Shout out to Will Sachs. Yeah, shout out to Will Sachs, writer of our outro music, Forever a Homie. Second note on the music. James, you might have caught this. That song, that first song they play, the stomp song, music is my favorite thing. The one that they just wrote, I'd Lib. Did it remind you of uh, Gloriana, Wild at Heart? Whoa, fuck. When I heard it, I was like, this is, this is out there. The moon is shining. It's very similar. Wow. I get, I get that you're together in person and that you've been drinking, but um, don't start in with the sea shanties just yet. Okay. Uh, it's, it's too late. <laughs> I have, I have an exercise for everyone. Ooh. It's, it's an it's something I made up. It's called Kiss Mary Kill. And uh you guys watched this. I didn't watch I didn't watch Camp Rock, but it's Kiss Mary Kill, Camp Rock, Lemonade Mouth, High School Musical One. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll go. Um Kiss Um Camp Rock. Marry High School Musical Kill Lemonade Mouth. Okay. Um Kiss, Lemonade, Mouth, Kill, High School Musical, Marry, Camp Rock. Wow, Why? that 
I don't know if we're in the same room and we're somehow sharing wavelengths. That is what I was going to say. But I will say definitely marry Camp Rock. Yeah, marry Camp Rock, kiss Lemonade Mouth, kill High School Musical. I think of the musicals, Camp Rock is the most interesting. Yeah. And it's obviously spawned the biggest careers musically. I mean, Zac Efron is the biggest stars of all of those people, but Jonas Brothers plus Demi Lovato, if you like just ran through the analytics, looked at the streams, they beat everybody else by a long shot. Camp Rock, I also don't have uh, sort of a dark cloud around when I think about it. My sisters are trying hard to get on uh, Camp Rock 2, the final jam. And, um, you know, three of my sisters were on, uh, they were guests on that episode. And a fourth sister wants to also get in on the final jam. Yeah. Amy Lamuto, it's time. We're calling you up. Welcome to the big leagues. Mm hmm. <laughs> oh, but now I also have to get my fifth sister onto the show. This is a big reveal for anyone who's been listening for 57 <laughs> episodes and doesn't know that I have five sisters. And it's not a bit. It's not a bit. No. no. I cannot convi- I cannot co- commit to a bit this convincingly. I have five sisters. That's a, that's a deep farm system we've got here for the DCTP. Also, in the week that we are recording this, Three of my sisters have their birthdays all within five days. Birthday channel, Lamudo wow. panel. Busy, busy month for the folks. You know it. Uh, Wait, guys, should we do I, the da- what? You were just going to say dad hour, weren't you? I was just going to say dad hour, James. Maybe I'm in the same room too, spiritually, of course. Wow. I don't even remember all the dads in this movie. A plethora of dads. The most dads we've had available. I don't think we've ever had this many dads. But there are very few that are actually important. Okay, so who's the important ones? In fact, Brandon, there are as many dads as you have sisters in this movie. That sounds accurate. Wow. Okay, we got to start with prison dad. (laughs) We get a late reveal on what's going on with him, Mm -hmm. to be fair. Yeah. He is in prison. But he's the one that this whole movie is being presented to. Yeah. Oh, right. Because it's all like a letter to dad in prison. Holy shit. So he's the most important dad in the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I'm going to give prison dad a high grade. I'm going to give him a B plus because I don't know why he's in prison. He could be mixed up in there for for some things. And he writes to his daughter every week. Mm. She doesn't respond. She gets she gets some like points taken off for not responding to prison dad. Unless he killed mom. That's beside the point. Yeah. Well, he yeah. gets points taken off because I think if he was a better father, first of all, he he probably wouldn't be in prison. And second of all, she'd probably write to him. We yeah. we just True. don't know, you guys. We don't know why he's in prison. I give prison dad a 10 with eight for good behavior. Oh, my God. <laughs> what does that mean? What is a 10 with eight for good behavior? I have no idea what those words mean. I don't know the scale that's our show, everybody. <laughs> what other dads we got? What do Baba. we think about Horny Dad with his twenty-eight-year-old girlfriend? Oh, Horny oh. Dad, <laughs> he gets he gets like a B minus. Yeah, he uh, just yeah, I, cannot comprehend why a teenager would be uncomfortable with a mom that could have been like you know in the same school system as him. 
I'm grading on a uh, zero to a hundred scale, and I give Horny Dad a sixty-nine. Oh okay. yeah. Oh. What do we give? What do we give Overachiever Dad? Mo's Bubba? father. Bubba. Ah, he wants what's best for his daughter, but he doesn't really respect her. I don't know. See. Okay, what as do a, we give? As a white man, I don't think I can comment on cultural differences, so I'm going to abstain. They <laughs> they really said the phrase Indian daughter a lot in this yeah, movie. That's yeah. true. Um, okay, what do we want to rate cancer? Sol- uh, yeah, cancer solving dad. He solves cancer. No, I give him an A. He solves a cancer. Yeah. Actually, no, I give him an A minus because he hasn't solved cancer yet. I give him uh, an A, an A with the possibility for extra credit. Don't forget the extra credit. Okay. <laughs> and finally, the fifth dad, big bro, better dad. Oh yeah, no uh, bad dad. He's he's kind of the least involved in the plot. The the mom, Charlie's mom, you get more of a sense of where she's at. Charlie's dad's kind of like out of there. I actually didn't even see him. Because that was the part of the movie I was listening to and not watching, and he never came up again. So he's not important. So, I don't know. F. Okay. Well, that was a very... That was a nice and feisty dad hour. It was, yeah. Uh, Hot and heavy. I'm into it. Ooh. Yeah. It's that time, baby. I guess... Should we just go right into the the DCOM F-bomb? I feel like if we're just going to, you know, bang out our segments, might as well just do that one now. No, no, let's save it for later. How much later do you want to go? Uh, okay, now. Okay, cool. All right, so the DCOM F-bomb, if this were a PG-13 movie, you'd get to drop the F-bomb once. Where would you drop it? So mine is a bit of a subtle F-bomb. So in the song Determinate, there is a like white boy speedy rap section where Wen is just you know saying whatever he wants. Uh, I, I would assume that it would be best to sneak in an F-bomb just, like, in the rap, where he's just like, it's when I'm having said, use it like a veteran, renegade, lemonade, fucking is my medicine. Just wow. sneak it in there, you know? Wow. Think a kid wouldn't even notice. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. They wanted him to be ginger Eminem so bad. I, I just got, I got Watsky vibes. Yeah. Does Disney know who Watsky is? Probably. I don't know. Do you know who Um, Watsky is? James does. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's like a a notable thing. Anderson Pock produced him, but that was back when he was Breezy Lovejoy. (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah. I like Blind Fury. (laughs) Uh, My F-bomb is kind of weird. It's so I think Charlie, the drummer of the band, he's kind of an underrated heartthrob. Like there are girls checking out Charlie and he's just too oblivious to notice. And then his big brother is like this, this overwhelming shadow on his life uh, because he feels the pressure to always fit into his shoes and stuff. And then we are introduced to the brother because he picks Charlie up from jail. I forgot. We haven't even talked about the fact that they go to jail in this movie. Right. But, you know, I'm imagining since Charlie's so cute uh, that his brother's going to be cute, but his brother's the weirdest looking person in this whole movie. So I'd like Charlie to just get in the car and go, you're fucking ugly. (laughs) (laughs) 
love that. <laughs> His name is Ryan Montano. He's acted in three movies. One of them is this. The other one is called Good Kill. And the other one's called Love and Dancing. They all sound like made-up names. Like, if you had an AI generate the names of three movies, you would get Love and Dancing, Lemonade Mouth, and Good Kill. Ryan, if you're listening, I don't think you're actually ugly. It was just for comic effect. I'm I'm looking you up right now. No, not you, Ryan. (laughs) Talking to Ryan Montano. Oh, I'm not listening. Okay, but now you look up the guy that played Charlie. He's a little too, like... He's a little too hot for my taste. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some knowledge that maybe nobody expected. So all of the actors in the band, they're all like 18, 19, 20, except for Charlie, who was 13 at the time of oh. filming. Whoa. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's his chin is way too defined for a 13 year old. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> They put him in like a Brandon Urie Panic at the Disco outfit at the end. Oh, God, the top hat. He's a top hat and like a, I don't even know what it's called, like a toggle, like ringmaster coat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, imagine. <laughs> I think my F-bomb would have also come from Wendell. Uh, I, I, I got to narrow it down. I had two that really, really hit me. But I think number I I gotta just go with this one. The so Wendell is with Olivia and he's in the backyard and uh, he's she's sees the cat and we should backtrack. Olivia has a cat that's very special to her. It was her mom's cat before her mom was murdered by her father allegedly. <laughs> uh, Truly, no, it's confirmed. It's confirmed. It was murdered and uh, the cat is old and it's like mangy. And Wendell sees it and he goes he he has an outburst that he can't control. He goes that's an old cat. He should just say, that's an old fucking cat. <laughs> that yeah, cat's on then, death's fucking door. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, he's looking at Olivia and he's like, I like when you smile. Yeah. <laughs> God, they're, they're so, this band Lemonade Mouth is so intertwined romantically, like teenage romantically, that like they're a Fleetwood Mac disaster waiting oh, yeah. to happen. However... I do appreciate that they didn't ever, like, need to make one of them, like, you know, culminate in the stupid kiss that you get in every one of these movies. Like, Charlie and Mo don't actually get together, and Olivia and Wen don't actually get together. You know, it it does seem to emphasize the band overall else, which I guess is good. If they made a sequel, then it would probably come to that, but they never made a sequel. Thank I thought God. you were going to say they did make a Probably sequel. because Adam Hicks was arrested for <laughs> a discharge of a firearm on September 11th. He celebrates in his own way. Yeah, I was going to say, he was just celebrating. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Ryan, what's um, your F-bomb? I guess I'm the odd man out, meaning um, that it's my turn to, to say the F-word. Um and I guess uh, it probably would have come on stage during the uh, sold-out Lemonade Mouth residency at the pizza parlor uh, <laughs> when the 21 Pilots uh, rip-off blonde boy comes up on stage and is like, hey, everybody, get your Lemonade Moron, or whatever uncreative insult he says. And then uh, Wendell, or Wendy, or whatever his name is, would like push him off the stage and be like, get the fuck off the stage. 
just just logical really i yeah. mean there should have been a fist fight there but agreed um, of yeah. course there wasn't yeah even the place where there should have been where there also should have been a fist fight with the the you know Haley kyoko spitting lemonade at the guy they just like bump each other's chests yeah i get that these are supposed to be movies for kids but like there really ought to be more violence in we've these. seen it- fights in these movies brink had a legit fight in a movie that's willing to have its five main characters arrested and brought to jail, they won't have them get into any altercation. They, we can't even. Although say that they is did a fight, that, though. though, because Haley Kiyoko very expositionally states, "We weren't arrested, guys. They're just holding us here till our parents come." True, James. That's a good point that you make. That actually was a fight, and. I'd like to comment on that where the walking target catalog is basically protesting workers, blue collar workers doing their job. Yeah. She's sitting there preventing them from performing labor. And these fuckers are like, yo, we're just going to move you. And they pick her up and move her rightfully. So, and you know, they don't like strong arm her or anything. They just move her. No, no Pinkerton shit going on here, but these are guys that, no- that get zero sit breaks during the day and have to piss in bottles. Yeah, and then all <laughs> these other fucking schmucks in the band just start beating up on these dudes. They pile these, like, on them. Workers. It's just ridiculous, man. It's like the anti-worker sentiment in this movie is strong. Support unions. That's right. You're right, Ryan. Like it's it's a weird line that they ride between like these kids are are like they're definitely wrong, but they're, they've been the main character. It's like, it's almost like, well, they're already the main characters, so you can't think they're wrong, but they're, they're, that's like a bad way to get them to a conflict. And then also the stakes of them being in that conflict, they do the same song in jail that they did when they first met, and it's all fine. That's yep. it. They were having like a little tiff because they got sent to a police station, and then it's just fine because they played this song. Music heals the soul, man. I, I'm looking through my notes. There's really only one other thing I want to comment on, and it's the the what is it in that final battle of the bands, whatever it was. I don't care what it was. Um, where um, like Olivia Star. lost her voice, and when has a black eye, so he can't play the keyboard. Everybody's just like in pain. Charlie broke his hand. Broke it felt three like fingers. a Tim and Eric bit, where yeah. like the music was just off enough where you recognize it, but it's bad. Like like there would be an awkward note sung, and then just <clears throat> on the guitar, you hit like a dissonant second on the piano. It was very well done. That's definitely the most well done thing in this movie. The way they made a bad song. Really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Brandon. And that scene was cringeworthy at worst. I'm sorry, cringeworthy at best, I, I think, really. Because it was almost like an uh, effective scene, but... It was just really, really anticlimactic. Like they get on stage and they're bombing and then like the audience starts to sing. You know, it wasn't really an inspired chorus. They kind of just like started singing the song. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't know. I was like, okay, great. So everybody knows the words and like the kids are obviously emotional, but it didn't really meet the emotional intensity that it should have to be an effective scene. Yeah. Agreed. Arguably the climax of the movie and it just missed the mark. What a surprise. Uh, Well, you know, who cares if you don't win the competition? Because at the end of this movie, some couple weeks later, they sold out a show at a little unknown venue called Madison Square Garden. Real underground spot. And that's not. Yes. No, go ahead, Bryn. It's inside of a train station. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask if you guys were familiar with JD and the straight shot. Uh, no. yes. So, um, the, the gentleman who owns, um, he owns like a, uh, some kind of local team or something. Um, you know, he put a musical group together and, you know, they, they play at the little uh, venue that's attached to the train station. It's kind of cool. cute. Very grassroots. Yeah. It's a blues band backed by a lot of green and I encourage our <laughs> listeners to read about it. It's called. JD and the straight shot. Yeah, but we're actually not really allowed to talk about it because um, the the singer and his publicity machine like to uh, quell any sort of negative press. I didn't say anything negative about them. No, and, and neither did I. That's the point. We it can't. sounds like you're saying something negative. I was just simply bringing up the similarities of a band playing at Madison Square Garden oh, like this. this other band. No, no, JD. look. If you want me to say something negative, I will. And that's that this movie sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> is it, uh, that, how's is that it time? Do we rate the movie? Okay. I guess. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, for those of you who don't know, our rating system is very simple. You give it a thumbs up, you give it a thumbs down. Ryan, why don't you start? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Ryan. We're all dying to know. Can't imagine what you're going to say. <laughs> Jeez, guys, is it really that obvious? Oh <laughs> uh, no, no! Look, in all seriousness, they really could have done a lot with this movie, and it seemed like they kind of had an end goal in mind before they had a story. And it sucks because you know I love music and I love the the story of a band in general, but they just they so missed the mark with this and there was again there was really a lot they could have done with it but they were just phoning it in the whole time they were like oh yeah you know we got a story about a band and you know we're gonna sing some songs and it'll be huge guys it'll just be huge and you know it was a huge stinker so fuck to lemonade mouth f minus (laughs) minus sucks ass Okay. Painful uh, to watch. Atrocious bullshit. I'll go next. Uh, I wish it was shorter. I <laughs> wish it was more humble, where they don't end up on the radio and at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, fuck that. Um, and I wish like these newer dis like post two thousand ten Disney Channel original movies, they're just losing all the like quirkiness, and they're exchanging it for like commercialism. You know, with the music and stuff. So it's just like so you can get the streams and you can get, you know, like where where are the goofy younger brother and sister who provide comic relief? We haven't gotten one of those in a while with these new with these new things. Um, The songs are okay. 
you know, they're not they're they're not my cup of tea, but I can understand why someone would listen to them if they were, you know, 15 years younger than I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, thumbs down. Seven, 26. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I agree with pr- almost. Yeah, I agree with everything, Brennan. Like <laughs> the the heart of it is is so disjointed from what I would appreciate about it, which is just like exactly what you said, like just being goofy and just, you know, the, the silliness that comes with it. Like it's, it's so clear that they want every one of these kids to pop and be a star. It's like, it feels awkward, which we haven't even talked about that. Uh, Mo is in, she is Jasmine in the live action Aladdin. Yeah. She made, she stayed in the Disney world and reached essentially the top she became the live action princess which is wild wow but i did, the songs were all like kelly clarkson ripoffs or fallout boy ripoffs or 21 pilots ripoffs there's there's going to be no musical disney movie that i'm going to like uh, i shouldn't say cuz i like camp rock but the lyrics are never the lyrics are always awful whenever it's a disney song they just they're just so out of touch when it comes to like the radio disneyfication of it all uh, and on top of that, it was it was too awkward. Uh, thumbs down. I've spent the last two days since I watched the movie trying to decide what I'm going to give this movie. <sighs> I think this movie has one of the worst third acts of any of the movies we've ever watched. It's pathetic the way that they tried to like shove a bunch of problems in and then resolve it all by the end. The fact that they play Madison Square Garden is dumb as hell. I don't know why I enjoyed parts of it. Like, I really did enjoy watching Shooter McGavin ride around on his Segway. I laughed a lot anytime he was in a scene. There's a moment. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about it. There's a moment where the scene ends with his, like, he's looking his back is to the camera and he's looking out a window and for no reason at all, he just turns and he looks at the camera and it's unnecessarily dramatic. And I laughed out loud. I think because of maybe just two things, shooter McGavin and the song to terminate. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I don't think this movie deserves an all thumbs down. Which is why, why? I'm, I'm leaning in this direction. It's not as good as some of their other musicals. It's not as good as Camp Rock. It doesn't have the consistency that High School Musical does. I enjoyed it. You could ask my wife, who hated it. She'll say, yeah, my husband laughed out loud. He, he definitely enjoyed it, and I think I'm going to divorce him. She'll say that. I mean, Lemon... Lemonade Mouth is a movie with songs, whereas High School Musical is a musical because all of the characters in High School Musical are just caricatures. Like Sharpay is the is the popular bully. Zac Efron is like the dumb jock. I mean, it's just they're all just such obvious characters. Like this is a movie where all the characters were trying to be made three dimensional and it just falls flat. The other difference is that you can't call Lemonade Mouth a musical because the music is diegetic. 
everybody there is listening to the music. They're all playing instruments. They're a band. Every song that happens is a song that's meant to be played. Whereas in High School Musical, it's like Vanessa Hudgens is singing in the hallway and that's just like a lament, you know? It's not like somebody walks in the hallway and says, what the fuck is this girl doing? Because that's where I thought we were going with the first song that they did in the in detention. It's like, oh, okay, it's going to be a musical. Like, they're just going to break out into song and dance, and it's going to forward the plot. No. Doesn't happen. This movie is comparable to Inside Lewin Davis. Ooh. This is Disney's Coen Brothers masterpiece. Get the fuck out of here. I watched Inside <laughs> I Lewin Davis on a plane. Is it good? What I don't remember. What did you just remember. say? <laughs> also, it is not their masterpiece. Probably not. No Country for Old Men, I guess. When I watched that movie for the first time, I didn't think I liked it, but I haven't stopped thinking about it since I watched it. So I guess it's good. So, what are you compare and contrast. Lemonade Mouth and No Country for Old Men. We'll do that later. That's going to be a whole bonus episode. Uh, Subscribe to our Patreon, and you'll hear us talk. I'll, I'll be 10 beers deep. And I'm going to be comparing, um, what's his name? Um, Anton Chigurh. I was going to say Sigur Ross, but yes, Sigur that's Ross, his yeah. name. And I'm going to compare Anton Chigurh to, to when. And, and we'll see how they stack up. But yeah, that's it. We're done. All right. Th- Thank fucking God. Do we have any housekeeping? Any important notes? Um, follow Who's Lippies on Instagram. It's a yes. game. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure yeah. you vote blue no matter who because look where that got us <laughs> I'm going to say actually uh, Will Sachs is the musician who wrote our outro song that you're going to hear in about you know 45 seconds um, but check out his band they're called Herbivores uh, they are absolutely excellent um, they had an EP that came out late 2020 i forget exactly when it came out but it's it's fantastic definitely listen to herbivores uh you will not be sorry and uh one last thing venmo me five dollars my handle is at real ryan metz i don't get paid enough for this is 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 i don't get paid enough for this part of the handle That's our show, everybody. That's our show, everybody. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. I'll have another decom for you. Bye. You okay, Ryan? Le bouche de lemonade. I'm going to stop recording. I guess so. Why not?